Finding your first job in the tech industry is really hard. Here are some tips and ideas for handling rejections. Hey there, I'm Ian Douglas. I'm the author of the website, techinterview.guide, and I'm here to help people with career advancement and interview preparation. My live stream on Twitch covers topics such as company research, how to build resumes and cover letters, applying for the job, getting through interviews, and what to do during negotiations. I've coached thousands and thousands of people over the years to get jobs at the biggest tech companies in the industry, and I'm here to help you too. The following episode is taken from a longer live stream event and may contain interactions with other people in chat. Check out the end of the episode for more information. Let's get to it. So Nutcracker asked in chat, how do I deal with the stress of not getting calls or getting rejected? Being a fresher, which is uh, another term for being like a new graduate, um, it takes a toll on my mental health. I totally get that. <clears throat> when I went on my job hunt in December and January, I got a lot, I got ghosted by a lot of companies and, and ghosted is a term that we use that basically says I, you know, I sent in an application and I never heard anything back or I had an initial phone call and never got like a response after that. Um, and so we call that getting ghosted. You're just, you're kind of left behind and you have no idea why getting rejected at least is a little bit better because at least you've heard back from them that they're not moving forward, but just not getting any response is kind of worse. I would say as far as advice goes for how to stand out, that's a little bit different from giving advice on how to deal with the stress of it. There is a bit of a numbers game, as we call it, for how many applications do you need to put out there in order to get an interview and then how many interviews do you have to go through to actually get an offer. Um, and everybody that gives advice on that will give you different advice around you need to apply to 100 companies to maybe get five interviews and of those five interviews you may or may not get an offer or if you apply for 500 jobs you're going to do 50 interviews and you can expect three offers it doesn't work that way it really doesn't work that way the interview process is really how you're showing them the value that you bring and it can start with the application and so if you're not getting a phone call so if you're applying for a job and not getting a phone call, there's something about your application that is not clearly showing them the value that you're bringing to them. And that value is more than just, I have these skills. You have to show them why those skills are applicable to what it is they're looking for. And so if they have a job post, for example, where they're looking for a Python developer who knows JavaScript, if you are a JavaScript developer who happens to know Python, you need to reverse those skills on your resume. You need to look like a Python developer who also does JavaScript because that's what they're looking for. The kinds of projects that you put on your resume or on your CV also need to promote the technologies and the things that they're going to care about as a company. And so if you're not getting phone calls, I would start there. How are you presenting that value to a company? If you're applying and you just never hear back, then from a business perspective, I can kind of understand why, because from a business perspective, when I put a job post up, I'm going to get a thousand people applying for that job. I'm going to get a thousand resumes, like within a couple of days, I'm just going to, I'm going to get flooded with people who want a job in the tech industry. And so it takes a long time just to get all those in. It takes time for me to actually go in and search through those results. There's automated software that'll like go through and scrape out, you know, information out of your resume and out of your CV. And, and get that into a database in a way that I can go in and I can search for particular terms. Um, and then from there, uh, I need to go say, okay, well, I'm looking for a Python developer who knows JavaScript. 
get a list of people that match those key terms and then I have to go through and screen those people. One sec, just. Um, the, um, so once I go through and, and I find like, you know, 10 or 20 people, like I'm, I'm just going to go through and I, like I ultimately I want to find 10 or 20 people to call. And so I'm going to go through all the search results. I'm going to look over your application. I'm going to look over the resume going, yep, yep, nope, nope. If I, if I pass on your resume, it means I did not clearly and quickly see that you are bringing the value or the kind of skill that I'm looking for, for that particular job. And so it needs to be really prominent on your resume or on your CV, how you're providing that value. From there then, when I get you on the phone, again, you have to convey, this is how I'm bringing the value. This is the background that I have. This is how I'm going to elevate your team and, and make your team better. Now it's on you, not just your resume, to promote the kind of skill that you have and, and that value that you're bringing to their company. If you get rejected after that, then it kind of depends on the rejection reason. Did they find someone else who had more skill or different amounts of skill? Um, were they looking for someone with experience and you're a new graduate? Um, you know, how much experience do they really want? Things like that. Like there are a lot of reasons why you can get rejected from a job. And sometimes you get rejected and you have no idea why. Many companies won't give feedback as to why they rejected you. My advice on that is reach back out to the company and don't ask them why you got rejected. What you can do instead is ask them, hey, just out of curiosity, what stood out about my application that you really liked? What did I do in the interview that I did really well? The things that they don't say are maybe things that you could improve. So if, if I'm interviewing with Hagu, for example, who's in chat right now, and Hagu rejects me, Hagu may not want to tell me like, oh, you just, you didn't handle the data structures and algorithms questions well. But if I say, hey, could you tell me things that I did well in the interview? Hegu's far more likely to say, yeah, you actually communicate really well. Um, you know, you had a good resume um, and you know, your projects were really great. Okay, cool. Well, Hegu didn't say anything about data structures and algorithms uh, and the technical challenge that I did. They didn't say anything about that. So maybe that's where I didn't do well in the interview. And so you can ask for feedback on what you did well and if you get that kind of feedback, then you can kind of determine from that what they didn't say is something that you maybe didn't do as well that they were hoping to find. But many companies won't give that feedback. Some companies won't even give positive feedback. But I think a lot more companies are willing to give positive feedback than the negative feedback. There's, there's a myth out there that you're going to get sued if you give uh, or get into some kind of legal, uh, legal problems if you give somebody feedback and they think it's discriminatory. Um, it actually hasn't happened in a really, really, really long time. So, um, I wish companies would be better about sharing like what you did well, at least. And I think, you know, if, if I were back in another hiring manager position, I would totally tell people like, Hey, you did really well on this part of the, of the process. I'd be happy to tell them what they did great. I may not want to tell them what I didn't like, because again, it could come across discriminatory or prejudiced. Um, and then, you know, like in America, anybody can sue anybody for any reason, whether it actually, you know, has legal standing is, you know, something else, but, um, but companies are, are worried about reputation and stuff like that. And so if you, if you can at least get them to tell you what you did well, then you can figure out what you didn't do well. So if you are getting rejected, I would still ask for feedback. And if they're willing to give you feedback on what you did well, that's how I would approach them. 
as far as overall, like going back to the theme of your question, how do you deal with the stress of it? It's easy to say like, oh, don't take it personally. It's a business decision. They're just choosing the person that's best for their business. That's true, but it feels disingenuous to say, don't take it personally because you're the applicant. Of course, you're going to take it personally. You are the person. Um, I got rejected from a couple of jobs that I was hoping to get when I was doing my job hunt back in December. Um, and I was, I was really kind of hoping like, oh, it'd be really great to get a job with such and such a company and it didn't work out. Um, some of it was, you know, and one of them was with a company that gives absolutely zero feedback. Like they don't tell you good or bad. Even if you get the job offer, they won't tell you what you did good or bad. Um, in their case, they're just like, nope, but you can reapply. And, and kind of what I found out after the fact is they, they have kind of a code of like, if they tell you to reapply right away, that means you actually did really well in all the interviews. It's just that team didn't want to hire you, but you passed everything. And so you could just apply for another team and they'll fast track you and kind of thing. If they say reapply in six months, that means you did well on all the technical components, but you didn't do well on like the last sort of culture questions. And if they say reapply in a year, that means you didn't do well in the technical aspect. So again, you have to kind of like pick up these tips over time, you know, from like how, how soon do they tell you you can reapply? And then from there, you can kind of like work through like a flow chart of if they said this, then it means that and so on. So, um, but as far as dealing with the stress, it, it does take a toll. It absolutely does take a toll when you're applying for a lot of jobs and you really need a job and you're trying to like pay off student loans and, and trying to get your career started. Getting the first job in tech is extremely difficult. You have to convince a company that you know what you're doing. You have to uh, be able to demonstrate that you have the exact kind of skill that they're looking for in a job. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very difficult uh, kind of thing to, to do when you're a new graduate. It's very, very difficult. Um, it's the choice of projects that you make. And I, I've covered this on, on recent streams, so you can go check those out on, on YouTube. Um, the kinds of projects that you choose need to be aligned with what that company cares about because that's what's going to make you stand out. And you're more likely to get a phone call from a company if you can say, you know, I'm building a project very similar to what you do, or I've built a project using technology that your company makes. Here's how I can bring that value to your company. Um, those kinds of things will really stand out. So you can go watch those other videos on, on the YouTube channel. Um, so I'm not like given the same thing over and over again. Um, so that would be, you know, but, but from a stress point of view, I mean, I don't want to be the person that says like, oh yeah, it's, just, it's not personal. Or, you know, it's, it's just, you know, they're not saying like, I don't like you. I don't want to hire you. They're just saying you're not the best person that we've found so far for the job. And so we're going to find someone else. And that's, that's a choice that anybody's going to make. But it's the same thing for you. If you were applying at multiple jobs and you got multiple offers, you get to choose and you need to make the best decision that's right for you and where you want to take your career. And it's kind of the same thing on the business side of it as well. They're just trying to find the best match for them as a company. But it's hard to not take it personally because you really wanted that job, especially if you get through the interview process and then you get rejected, especially if you get right to the end of the interview process and you do all of the things and then they tell you no, it feels extra disappointing. There's no good answer to tell you, unfortunately, around how to deal with that stress. Everybody handles stress a little bit differently. Um, for me, it was a lot of internal reflection. I have like a little digital recorder that I use to record, uh, you know, things that I need to keep track of notes. 
And so I'll record something and I'll go back and I'll listen to the audio recording. So when I did my job hunt in December and January, I actually recorded all of my interviews. And I went back and I listened to them and, and you know, based on the question they asked and the answer that I gave and like whether I progressed uh, through the interview or not. But just going back and listening to the kinds of answers that I gave helped me make better answers the next time I got asked a similar question. And so some of it is practice and just being a better communicator, again, about showing them that value that you bring. But from a stress point of view, for me, it was helpful to just go back and reflect on what did I think I did well? What did I think I didn't do well? And then how can I improve that for the next interview that I do? And so for me, it was kind of the recognition of like, yeah, it's not, I'm, like, I'm not going to be perfect at this. I'm not going to be perfect at interviewing. Some companies are going to want me, some companies are not going to want me, and I have to be okay with that. I'm making a choice of the kinds of companies that I want to go apply to, but ultimately it's their decision. So those would be like, for me, that's what worked for me. And not to get, you know, really amped up and, and uh, like disappointed, like, ah, oh, dang, I didn't get that job. There's always going to be some amount of disappointment when you get rejected from a job. But if you can find a way to realize, like, this is all just an iterative process. I'm going to do a thing, I'm going to get some feedback, and I'm going to improve for next time. It's the same agile process that we do in software development. You build a piece of software, you see how well it works, you kind of do some timing and some debugging or profiling as we call it um, to find out like how fast is the software is there a way I can make that better let me go develop it again get feedback make it better you know and and just it's this constant cycle and you can you can take that same approach with interviewing I'm going to go interview I'm going to get some feedback or I'm going to come up with my own feedback on what to do better and then I'm going to find a way to improve that and so the next one I do I'm going to be even better at it whether it's data structure and algorithms, type of technical challenge, or answering behavioral questions, you can do that same sort of thing where you're taking that, taking or, or sort of building up that feedback and iterating on that. Thanks for checking that out. I hope that you found it helpful. I always appreciate feedback, so please let me know what you think. I appreciate any subscriptions, so please tell your friends and colleagues about it as well. Check out the website techinterview.guide for more information about when I'm live streaming and all of my free content. Drop by a live stream anytime to ask questions or message me privately, whatever makes you most comfortable. See you next time.